So, you want to launch a subscription box and don't know where to start? Girl, you are in the right place. I'm Julie Ball, a subscription box coach, and your host here at Subscription Box Basics, a podcast for new and aspiring subscription box entrepreneurs that want to avoid overwhelm. So grab a coffee, some pen and paper, and let's have some fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Subscription Box Basics. I'm your host, Julie Ball, and I have a special treat for you guys today. I have a guest that is going to talk to us about email marketing. Oh, I know. Everybody loves email marketing. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it can be really fun. But the fact is, it is super impactful for growing your subscription box business, whether you're growing your email list or you're actually trying to go to con- to convert new subscribers. So I would like to welcome my guest today. I have Brittany Long. She is the queen of Evergreen. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And a lot of people will be meeting you for the first time, Brittany. So will you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about your background and what do you do? Absolutely. So I'm an evergreen email marketing uh, coach, strategist, trainer, and then we also write evergreen emails for people. And basically what that means is if you've ever had an email that you can write once and make money from again and again, that's basically what an evergreen email is. You create it once and then it continues to run uh, without having to like look at it all the time or remember to send it out. And so I've been doing this for a while now, but actually before this, I was a middle school science teacher years and years ago at this point. And yeah. (laughs) um, Oh my goodness. I didn't know that. (laughs) I, yeah, I did that for a while and I enjoyed working with kids. Um, and, but it it just wasn't the right fit for me. And Mm -hmm. I stayed though, be until I had a cancer scare that really racked my world. And I was like, this is not what I want to do with the rest Mm -hmm. of my life. And so that's when I got out of that and into digital marketing. Um, and then, yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of where things went. Um, but I work with business owners uh, that are course creators. Um, they have uh, product-based businesses. We've worked with dentists, pet psychics. Like, if you can think of it, we've worked with them. <laughs> and so uh, that's what we do. That's awesome. I didn't know that about you. And yeah. my husband is a former middle school teacher as well. And you wouldn't believe it, Brittany, but there are a lot of school teachers that either do a subscription box as a side hustle Mm -hmm. or it's their exit strategy. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can relate to them. Absolutely. I had a side hustle. So I, I'm all about side hustles. I love them. I think it's a great way to give yourself like a safety net while you figure out what you want to do next and easing Mm -hmm. into doing a business. Um, because sometimes if you do a business or start your business without having that safety net, it is a lot harder because there's all this fear and stuff like that. Whereas if you have that safety net, it's like, okay, worst case scenario, like we, we uh, have to make some adjustments this month or something like that, but we have that other income coming in. So I love when people do side hustles. I think it's so smart. Yeah. And it's, it's like a passion project a lot of times where it's, they might need something to kind of escape from that, you know, typical day that can yes. be super stressful. I know. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about evergreen emails. So I love what you, how simply you put it. It's like you write it once and you can make money with it over and over again. Um, I know that writing emails can be a struggle for me. I don't consider myself a writer. I was never one of those people who liked to journal. I was more of the artist where I was drawing out my feelings or doing scrapbooks or some something like that. So I think I personally put my own kind of um, limitations into like, oh, I'm not a writer. And so first of all, I acknowledge that I need to, to just drop that because it doesn't have to be perfect. No email has to be perfect. And what we're finding in our business is 
the more transparent and real and less like corporate, less um, polished that we are, the more, the better it's received. Do you, do you see that in the business? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a few, there's a few places where that might not be the case. For example, the dentist that we worked with or the mm-hmm. doctors that we're working with, I think it really depends on the niche though. Like if you're working with somebody where they're like, Hey, you're going to operate on me. You may want some of that professionalism right. there, <laughs> but it was still the personal bedside, like good bedside manners yeah, yeah. Stuff in email too. Um, but that's really the only time I see people really wanting that like prim and proper, uh, mm-hmm. kind of marketing. Um, the rest of the time, it's like, I want to see you as a human. I yes. want to know I'm doing business with a human and not just a corporation, not just a company. Um, it's the same thing with like, uh, with local or not local businesses, um, uh, businesses like McDonald's and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of times people are like, oh, they're the big corporation, but yeah. really it's somebody in your town that's running that restaurant. And so yeah. the key for people like that, even whether you have a huge business or a small one is really connecting with somebody on a human level. Yeah, I agree. And I think the more real that we show, the more specifically our audience at Sparkle Hustle Grow connects with us. When we share wins or losses in the business, when we share those like common entrepreneur struggles, those pain points that they also have, we get emails back. Like people actually click reply and they're like, oh, thank you for sharing that. Or that made me laugh. Or I'm glad I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I let's start this conversation by saying that no email needs to be perfect. Um, done is better than perfect. We've sent out emails with wrong links before we've sent out with typos and we're still here to talk about it and we're still, (laughs) you know, healthy business. So don't worry about that, but let's, let's talk about how a product-based business like a subscription box, um, can use evergreen. I know you and I talked a little bit about what some of those scenarios might be. And I think one of the one, the one I want to start with is where most of the people listening to this podcast are in that early stage of their business. There's a lot of moving parts. They're sourcing product. They're getting their boxes made. They're building a website. So there's a lot, a lot to, to manage at once. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining, you know, creating some sort of launch sequence or evergreen in that pre-launch stage mm-hmm. that will just let you like relax and move on to the next step. Like let's talk about pre-launch or launch tactics with evergreen. Yeah. So if you're pretty much saying the same things every time, even if it's just a template to start with, you can mm-hmm. do that, but creating something that is, is, has that structure that you need that you can just fill in a few things. Mm-hmm. If it's the same thing that you're sending out all the time, uh, let's say when somebody first comes to you, they have the same thing they get for month one, every time, then mm-hmm. you can create an evergreen sequence for that. You know, that every single person in month one is going to get a certain set of emails. Every person in month, month two is going to get another set. Yes. And by doing that, you can set it up, automate it, and then you don't have to think about it. You know that it's running no matter what, no matter if you're sick or your family's sick, or you have a lot going on, or it's summer and you're taking a break with the family or vacation, um, you know that it's going out without you having to think about it. Um, and so that's, you can do that with pre-launch, launch, I mean, with everything really. Yeah. Uh, well, pre-launch specifically, um, you want to be talking about what the products are, why they want it. Um, you want to be thinking about any objections they have. So what are the reasons somebody wouldn't buy. Uh, you want to address those reasons in that email and then giving them um, just information about how, either how it's going to help them or how it's going to enhance their life, make them happy, success stories, testimonials. All of those things are really, really helpful in your pre-launch evergreen sequence. So as you're talking about that, I was making some notes. So the, one of the things that we tell our new and aspiring subscription box business owners to help you grow your email list is to do a giveaway. 
Yes. And so oh, I say, love giveaways. Yes, right. You love a good giveaway. So say you're running this giveaway. I think one of the um, most impactful things you can do on the backside of the giveaway is to have that evergreen sequence ready. So when someone joins that giveaway, it's not just crickets for two weeks until the giveaway is up and then they find out that they didn't win or maybe they did win. But what happens in those, let's just say one to two weeks that you're running that, that promotion, that giveaway. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I would say, you know, one email might be like just simply thanking them, thanking them for Um, taking interest in your product and for joining the giveaway, and then maybe sharing something like um, you can continue to enter every day now through, you know, Mm -hmm. the date that's not going to change. Like every time when someone enters that giveaway, they all should get that first email. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you have a second or a third email that introduces your new box product, or it gives the, or maybe a way for, uh, we love to do this or that where mm-hmm. we post it on social media or we send an email and we say, we're considering these two products. Do you like the, the pink one or the purple one? In mm-hmm. my mind, pink always wins, but I want to ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can envision like a three e- email series that's evergreen after a giveaway. Is, is that kind of, am I on the right track here? Absolutely. Yeah. So before that, you're saying before the actual giveaway happens, is that right? But no, so- like when they enter the giveaway between, say you are running a 10 day giveaway, you don't want to not talk to them in that 10 days right. after they've entered. You've already collected their email address. Yeah. So you can talk to them. So what are you going to say? Right. Okay. So uh, if they can enter every day, honestly, I would send an email every day reminding them that they can enter. Ooh, really? I know, which I feel scandalous. <laughs> but right. if it's me and I'm entering something, I want to, and I want the thing, of course, I want to enter more, but I have a lot going on. I have a toddler. I have, you know, the business. I'm 100% going to forget to enter every day unless you tell me. So That's just true. a quick email. It can be less than 100 words, just super fast of, hey, just a reminder to enter today, including some kind of screenshot of somebody that loved whatever it is that you're doing the giveaway for, and then asking like them to reply in as many emails as possible. Um, you can ask them to reply. You can ask them to go to your site, whatever it is. But one of the things absolutely is to ask them to reply. It'll help with your deliverability. It'll help with your domain reputation, which essentially means more eyes on your emails. Like your email ends up in their inbox instead of their spam folder or their other folder. And then um, they actually are more likely to see it too. And so that's that's what I would suggest 100%. That's great advice. So if you're setting up your giveaway in advance, maybe look at, okay, so say you're going to do seven to 10 days, mm-hmm. plan out a short email for each of those. And there's in your email marketing service um, provider platform, you can then schedule those out to say, you know, deliver this on this day or deliver it one day after. And I think that's um, what's really important to note if you've never done an evergreen email before, these email platforms allow you to either choose like a day and a time that it goes out and it automatically shoots it out for you, or it can be time-based where you say 24 hours after they join, send this one in another 24 hours, send this one. And I think that just makes it so easy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. It's already taken care of. It's like you hired somebody in your company, but you don't have to pay them because you did it once and then it continues to run. (laughs) Nice. Okay. So the second evergreen series that I think every subscription box business owner should have is a new customer welcome series. So you sort of alluded to that already. And so I want to tell really quickly what we do at Sparkle Hustle Grow. And then I'd love to hear any feedback from you as well as like what you've seen work in other businesses. So we have a five day sequence 
um, when someone joins, they're going to get not, they're going to get their transactional email. That's, that's just part of our cart system. That's not part of our evergreen. They get their transactional email, which is just a receipt saying, you know, you made this purchase, save this to write it off on your taxes. But then the, the um, right away, we have a what to expect, like welcome, what to expect. And we map out some of those really key, important things that are unique to subscription boxes. Like when do we ship? They always want to know when do we ship? We also include a link to our private Facebook group. So it that first email is like, what, like welcome, here's what to expect. Um, and then emails two through five are a series of like, meet the team. Like, this is who we are and what we stand for, which is like, you know, work hard, play hard. And um, just a little bit about how we started Sparkle Hustle Grow. Um, we do talk about our affiliate program in one of the emails. And we um, say like how you can make money by sharing about Sparkle Hustle Grow. We always try to make it about them, you know, like how you can earn your next box for free, that type of thing. And then um, we also have one of those emails, and I, I forgive, forgive me because I don't remember the order that they're in. I'd have to go check. But one of them was how to make the most of your subscription. Mm -hmm. And that is teaching them how to use the product. So they need to be aware that we have the Facebook group. They need to be aware that we have a monthly business training. Like if you're going to get a box of goodies, like that's not going to grow your business. It's going to be fun, but you actually have to put the work in. So we teach them how to use the product. Mm -hmm. And so that's what our, our kind of five day welcome series entails. Um, and we've honestly like probably not touched it in about two years because nothing really has changed. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think the beauty of this evergreen, like we know that each new customer is going to get this, this nice welcome sequence there. There um, it's no work on our behalf mm -hmm. at this point. Like we set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, your people are taken care of without yes. you having to continually do new things to do, make sure that's happening. Yes. So um, for the welcome sequence, I really like what you had there. That's pretty much what I'd suggest. Um, so the what to expect in FAQ, I would put that first in your welcome sequence, um, followed by here's what you're going to love about this. Um, the next one I would do is how to use this. Um, and here's what, uh, how to use it. And then here's what to be excited for. Um, and then the next one I would do is who we are community, uh, really kind of building that fan base, um, talking about, uh, not only who you are, but what that means to them. Um, so for example, let's say that you are really into, or you really want to make sure that every product that you have is, um, environmentally friendly. And so we're not just saying, Hey, this is environmentally friendly. That's what we stand for. We're saying, and that means that you can, does it mean it's going to save the money? Does it mean they get to feel good about shopping, um, in a way that's going to better the environment? Mm -hmm. uh, but we will always want to make sure that we're focusing on here's who we are, but here's what it means for you, because that's really what, yeah. what matters most to them. Um, and so that's what I'd say for the ones that you have. I love what you, I love what you said. Um, the other thing I'd say is having a more extensive fulfillment sequence too. So we okay. want to say like, Hey, here's your order. But then, uh, when the order's on the way, we want to say, Hey, your order's on the way. Here's how to actually use it once you get it. Um, and then even having like a, once it gets there, or once, you know, it's almost going to be there, say when you get it, here's what, you know, your next steps, here's how to use it again. Mm. Uh, we want to reiterate again and again, <laughs> here's how to use it. Um, but not only here's how to use it. Um, here's how that's where you'd put the affiliate stuff. Uh, here's what to do. Take a picture with you, tag us. Uh, here's how that's going to benefit you. So basically getting that social proof and getting it on autopilot. 
Oh, I love that. So this is like a coaching call, like just recorded it. <laughs> this is so good. So um, we use a um, shipping software called Pirate Ship. And mm-hmm. when we ship a package, they're going to get that tracking email. We mm-hmm. have control over what that email says. Like, sure. yes, there is the standard out of the box. You don't have to do anything. You can, but you could go in and tweak it. So mm-hmm. I can imagine just going in to tweak some of those even transactional emails like that, mm-hmm. where it says, you know, here's here's your tracking. Um, you can expect to it to arrive in two to three days, blah, blah, blah. First, your first step is, you know, your second step is, and your third, these are the three things we want you to do when you get your box, that type of thing. So it's just like reinforcing that affiliate program, reinforcing like what we want you to do. Um, I love that. I want to share an idea too, that we have um, every month there's, or there's going to be a renewal. So for Sparkle Hustle Grow, we renew on the 15th of every month, two days in advance of that. There's an automatic email that goes out that says, hey, just heads up, you renew in two days. If you have to change your address or your credit card information, here's that here, you know, this is your chance to do that. And um, now I guess you could consider that evergreen, like it's, you know, it's transactional. So it's not Mm -hmm. like a marketing email, but what we did in that is we've tweaked it to say, if you want a sneak peek of what's in this upcoming box, check out this link. And we have a webpage. It's just sparklehustlegrow.com slash sneak peek. And once a month, we go up and update that page. We put a spoiler in um, like a picture, and then we give a little um, description and a retail value. And so that's one of those evergreen emails that we don't have to touch now because we link it to that page. And we just update the page monthly. Um, And so that's been really, really good for us because our subscribers love a good sneak peek, but we don't want to spoil it for everyone. So it's kind of selective. Like if you want to go see Mm -hmm. it, click here. Um, So that's kind of been one of those set it and forget it emails where we tweaked once um, and it works for us really well month after month after month. That's really cool. I love that. Um, One of the places I see a lot of product-based companies not uh, really utilizing their email marketing is with fulfillment emails. Um, Fulfillment emails are like the prime real estate because it often has a tracking number and people want to know where their package is. And so those, how you said editing those, like that's brilliant because otherwise, I mean, it's just kind of wasted space. It's the tracking number, which they want, but then there's so much prime real estate there that so many people aren't using. You're so right. I, as a consumer, now that I think about it, how many times do I go back to that tracking email (laughs) while I'm waiting for it to arrive. Mm -hmm. I'm like standing at my mailbox, checking my tracking (laughs) number at the same time, like stalking the mailman. Um, Oh, I love that. Okay. So that's going to, I'm definitely going to talk to my team about that, that tracking email. Like what else can we put on it? You know, we don't want to overwhelm it. The idea is get excited, do your happy dance, your box is on the way. But if, if we have one other thing to say, like that would be the place to put it. Oh, that's brilliant, Brittany. I love it. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So we've talked a lot about, you know, Evergreen, um, a couple of different places for a subscription box business to, um, to either create an evergreen green sequence or to tweak some of those evergreen transactional emails, like the mm-hmm. receipt the tracking email, that type of thing. So I I know there's going to be a lot of people that are listening and they're like, where do I start? 
Um, so what, what would you tell them as, you know, some, some great tips to start with, or feel free to share any resources that you may have. Yeah. So, uh, well, first, before I forget, I do have a welcome sequence training and templates. And Perfect. so I'm going to give you those for free. Um, I'm sure we can put those in the show notes. Or yes. Totally yours for free. Just thanks for listening. Um, so welcome sequence is really important. Fulfillment sequence. The other one is abandon cart sequence. And so that's one where people start to fill out the information and then they abandon the cart. They decide, mm-hmm. um, you know, for whatever reason, they don't buy right then. Usually when I don't buy, it's because <laughs> my little one is like took off her diaper and is running around the house naked and I have to chase her. <laughs> and so whatever, <laughs> whatever the reason is, it's the reason isn't always that they don't want it. Sometimes it's that they have a question that wasn't answered or, you know, they have <laughs> something, somebody running around naked or something like that. And, <laughs> and you know, they have to take care of that. <laughs> and yeah. so um, having just a few emails that go out to them that are like, hey, just a reminder, uh, here's this thing. And then answering some of the common questions that you get. Um, that's an easy way to recover some of the sales that you otherwise wouldn't. Typically, mm-hmm. we see anywhere from 70 to 85% of people abandoning their cart. And if you mm-hmm. can even recover some of those, like even just a few yeah. of those, that could be significant and that can be put on autopilot too. And then, yeah, the I love that. Yeah. And then the other thing I'd say is for do's and don'ts, um, your subject lines. So um, making sure that they're really, really juicy. Um, If a subject line is like, if you go on a dating website or something like that, and you have maybe a picture that's like really grainy and old and like nobody can tell what it is. Is it a fish? Is it a person? I don't know. Um, (laughs) That's that's like having a bad subject line. So you want to have a subject line that is really intriguing, that piques their curiosity. And so um, a resource I really love is subjectline.com. And the reason I love it is because it also gives you tips on how to improve it. We shoot for an 88 or higher. Yeah, it's really helpful. Um, So that's a good one. Uh, Co-scheduler has a subject line tool as well. I prefer subjectline.com because they update the data every day. um, And it's just very like data driven. So you have two pieces of subject line. One is the data side of it. What's most likely to get open. And then the other side is just that human curiosity side. So Mm -hmm. is it curious enough? And is it, uh, does the data show that it's going to get opened? Mm -hmm. Using those two things together will help you have a better subject line, but typically using words like you or your will increase your subject line or your open rate Um, using punctuation, like exclamation mark, question mark, um, quotation, uh, parentheses, brackets. uh, The only punctuation currently that doesn't work very well is a comma. So I'd avoid that one, like super weird tip, but there you go. (laughs) Yeah. What about emojis? Emojis are great. I wouldn't use more than two of them in a subject line, but emojis are great. Um, having the person's name in there, if you have a software that that can put that person's name in there, using that mm-hmm. is also really good. Um, but those are the biggest ones. Uh, capitalizing the first letter of the um, of the subject line. If you lowercase it, that really impacts it a lot, which is crazy, right? But <laughs> I know, so weird. Um, These are such are- great tips. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, it's those funny too because the way you said it like I'm a dating app. Um, fun fact, I met my husband on match.com. Oh, cool. Yes. And that was back in 2007 before it was like really cool. And it was, it was very like, I, I was almost embarrassed to tell people that I was on it and now it's like the norm. Right. But, um, <laughs> I love that comparison though. You're like, what would be, you know, that leading image or like those, if you could describe yourself in five words, like Mm -hmm. those are just so important to think about that for your business, but also like, don't be afraid to put a little personality 
into yep. it. You know, you as the business owner know your niche, your target audience better than anyone else, especially if you are in your own niche, which luckily for me at Sparkle Hustle Grow, I am. So like I know all of the inside jokes and the pain points of an entrepreneur. So um, for us, I think that would be like, we'd be able to tap into that to speak directly to that audience and really get them to open the email. For sure. Yep. I totally agree. Um, so subject line is really important. The other thing is a call to action. Uh, so a lot of times I see calls to action that are unclear or they have different calls to action uh, or different links that they're going to. So you want to have one clear call to action. You can have it multiple times in your email, but you want to have one call to action that is going to the same link um, in that email. So the other thing with calls to action, if somebody doesn't know what you're asking them to do, they're not going to do it. So sometimes I'll see people saying reply and let me know, and then click here or click here and then reply and let me know, just have them do one thing only. Um, and then make it really clear that you want them to, uh, head to your site and check it out or learn more about this month's box here. Um, just as clear as you can, it doesn't have to be cute or kish, but as soon as clear as you can is ideal. Yeah. Okay. So you guys hear that, right? Do not have (laughs) 10 calls to action on the same email, have one clear call to action. It can be multiple places in the email, but you're sending them to do one thing or asking them to do one thing. And there's this, um, I've, I've mentioned this in past podcasts before, back in the day, like 10 years ago, when I was studying web design, I read a book called Don't Make Me Think. And I always tap into that when I'm thinking about marketing emails, like, if I had my husband read this email and he had no idea what it was about, like, could he figure it out? Like, don't make me think, tell me what to do. And I think about that a lot with social media too, where sometimes we post, you know, pretty pictures, but if you just tell them, like, if you put the word subscribe on that picture, you're telling them what to do. Now I'm not saying do that for every picture, but sometimes you need to tell your, your subscribers, whether that's your paying subscribers or your email list subscribers, like tell them what to do. So I, I think that's really, really great advice. Um, I had one other piece of advice that has helped me with this along the way, um, that I wanted to share. And I'd love to know if you do this too, or if you do something different. So when I'm thinking about writing a sequence, say I'm going to sit down and write a five email sequence, I open up a Google doc. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I write at the top, you know, the five emails and the five subject lines and the dates that they're going to go out. And then I'll have a fresh page in the same document. So it's a rolling document, a fresh page to write each email. And that way I can start at the top when I'm done writing and scroll down, read it in order out loud mm-hmm. to see if it fit, if, like, if it makes sense, if there's that flow, if it goes from, you know, one email to the next very seamlessly. Uh, But I sit down with one Google doc and write it all in there. I do not write it in my email software. What do you do? Yeah. (laughs) Don't, don't write it in your email software. And I'm saying this out of love and from experience, there have been multiple times where I have done that when I was first starting out, especially, and then something happened, the server went down, like the internet went out and you lose it. And it, Every time it's happened, I'm like, never again. And so, but then I still did it a few times until I got oh. mad enough about it <laughs> that I stopped doing it. But yes, put it in Google Docs. And then I'd also say with Google Docs, you can do um, offline mode. And so whatever, I, I have multiple email addresses because I'm in, like an email address uh, addict or something. I don't know, <laughs> but I have a lot of email addresses. So I just make sure that I, I'm using the email address um, 
uh, that, that has the offline mode so that okay. if the internet goes out, we live out more in the country. So sometimes if a storm comes through or something, we'll lose yeah. internet for like an hour. Um, or if I'm on a plane, but I always make sure that I have offline mode on so that even if it goes offline, it will still save. I can still write it out. Um, so yeah, definitely That's do it. A good in idea. Box. Yeah. And I love what you said too, about, um, about putting it in Google Docs and then editing right there and then reading it out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that I do too. And I suggest people doing when I found when I read it in my head first, or when I read it in my head, I miss things that mm-hmm. I don't miss when I read out loud. And exactly. so when I'm reading out loud, I'm like, all right, anything that I'm stumbling over, anything that's I have to read twice, anything that um, I say it and I'm like, that sounds kind of weird. I edit those things, uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't have yeah. known unless I read it out loud. Exactly. Some things that yeah. When you say them out loud, you're like, oh, that, that, that sounds inappropriate or that sounds just wrong. So mm-hmm. definitely, you know, sit down, carve out some time on your calendar to write these. Remember we're talking about evergreen here. So this is one of those ones where you're going to write it once and then you're just going to schedule it out. And it's not something that you have to go back to on the regular. Now you can update evergreen. So if something changes, if your shipping date changes or whatever, you can go back and update those and moving forward, the new emails will reflect that. But we're talking about like sitting down, knocking out a series of emails, scheduling it and and like wiping your hands. You're done, you know? Absolutely. All right. So before we wrap up, Brittany, I know you have this other really cool resource too that someone might be able to use if they're just like, I I don't even know what to write about. So uh, we're going to put all these, these links to the freebies in the show notes, but tell us a little bit what this is. So, um, I, one of the things that people tell me is like, I don't know what to write. And so I was thinking, okay, how can I, how can I help them know what to write? And so we have something, it's this calendar where you open it up. Let's say it's May 23rd. You open to May 23rd and it tells you exactly a topic to write about. So it gives you that starting point that so many people struggle to find. And then not only that, but we also give you something called the five minute email framework, which is the way that we write emails in five minutes or less. Uh, so that you can know what to write about and actually get it written in five minutes or less. So there's no, um, oh, it's going to take forever or right. I don't know what to write. Like you're taking it care feels of less than heavy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Okay. So I'll make sure I get all those links. You guys definitely want to check her out. Brittany, where can they follow you on, on the socials or wherever? Instagram is the queen of evergreen. Uh, LinkedIn is when with systems, um, Brittany long, and then, uh, YouTube, you can find me Brittany long. Um, pretty much if there's a, <laughs> if there's a platform, it'll either be Brittany long or the queen of evergreen. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. I'm already thinking of some things that I want to tweak in my own emails. And I, I know that you've inspired a lot of our listeners too, because a lot of us drag our feet when it comes to emails, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're not alone doing that. Not alone. Right. (laughs) Well, thanks again. I appreciate you being here. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you love this. Make sure you check out those show notes so you can snag all those freebies and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.